right. Okay. You ready? All right. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Take a hit of that before we start. Stressful topics. Call for inhalers and diet Pepsis. Oh, look. There's the moon and a plane. Well. Um, well, I see the moon, but the plane. Like, beside the moon and down to the left. Oh. I feel like dewy. The sunset looks so pretty. Mm -hmm. Okay, ready? Yeah. Okay, three, two. Okay, I'm sorry. It's bad. Down bad. Three, two. What? <laughs> Hi, Hi everyone. everyone, and welcome back to anyone else. Welcome back to blah, 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 blah. Three, two, one. Hi, Hi everyone, and welcome back to Is Anyone Else Confused? We're your hosts, Cheyenne and Alana, and Is Anyone Else Confused? is a podcast that focuses on navigating young adulthood and the many feelings that come along with it. Each week, we'll cover a different aspect of growing up. We'll chat all things professional to private, LinkedIn to Bumble, debt to financial freedom, and mental illness to mental health. So grab a snack, grab a drink, grab your antidepressants, and let's, let's get into the, the nitty-gritty. Seven times perfect. Seven times the charm. Okay. Well, hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to our first official podcast of the year. I feel like our first episode was like catch up spill the tea kind of thing and now we're back with a bang and a boom and a bish bash bosh bada bing bada boom um apologies first off housekeeping housekeeping <laughs> <laughs> um apologies for not being around last week i was still suffering with a three-day migraine that seems to be kind of a regular thing um for covid cheeky little grim. Um, I've had headaches like five out of the past seven days. Yeah. Um, but they seem to be kept at bay with Advil, so onwards and upwards. Um, still have my trusty little puffers on the go. And today we're chatting mental health. We'll also be covering an update on the dating profiles. <laughs> And the goings-on of online dating. Of that. Yeah. Ooh. That's a journey. That's an experience. I have Which has been so different for both of us. Let's just say that. <laughs> Cheyenne has the worst luck. I cannot believe the experiences Cheyenne has had on dating apps. Like, I have genuinely had one nice person. Yeah. Who is going to be my January date. But everybody else. Guys. Guys, if you're, I mean, I'm not going to show the pictures, but the screenshots I have, someone, what did that one guy say to you? Which he feels one? like you have a messy room. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said they think I have a messy room. And I was like, that's actually disgusting. Like, I'm offended because anybody that knows me knows I'm like a notorious clean freak. And he's like, pictures to prove it are some BS. And I'm like. Uh, no, I'm not sending you pictures of my room, you creep. Another guy wanted fart videos. Oh, yeah, somebody... So, I matched with that guy. I guess we're going to do some of this before mental health. Um, I matched with a guy that asked me to send him fart videos so he knows it's real, to which I unmatched. And then, every time I get, like, a crazy, I tell my mom and sister about it. So then, Alana knew about it, and a couple days later... She matched with him, and he asked her the same question. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, more on that at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, today we're going to cover <laughs> mental health. Yes. Mental illness? A little bit of both. I think, I think like, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know why I have this, like, weird <clears throat> case of the voice hands. going on. I think we want mental health and mental illness to be a running theme. Mm -hmm. So, like, almost like this is the first episode of, I'm mm -hmm. sure, many because it's come up health, in every episode that yeah. we've talked, like, we've recorded so far. And, like, it's always changing and we're always doing different things for it. Mm -hmm. um, 
and there's always new updates on our mental health, I feel. So this is the first episode where we're kind of tackling on a broader spectrum, I think. Yeah. Well, kind of like more in detail, I would say. Yeah. Before we picked like bits and pieces and we're kind of coming in here with no agenda, no plan. We're just like going to talk about what comes to mind. I think you have some notes on your phone, but other than that, we're like... I hope I still do. Let me check. Um, but we do have some books we want to share with you guys that we have found really useful. Um, maybe talk a little bit about our own journeys and then end things off on a bit of a lighter note with the dating funnies. Oh, Um, I have hurt my tailbone. So if I am constantly fidgeting in this video, that's why. That is why, because I cannot sit in one position for too long. Um, I fell right directly on it, so... Like a week ago. Like a week ago, (laughs) and I am still in in a lot of pain. So, if you see me constantly, like, moving and grooving Mm -hmm. and adjusting, that's why. I don't have ants in my pants. Anyways. I guess we can get started. What's your... What's your first prompt? Start us off. So, oh my gosh, I'm never updating my phone again. Um, I have our own mental health journeys as one of a, a prompt. I don't know if you want to go over that in like a separate episode or if you want to give a synopsis and then go into detail later or... What are your other prompts? Okay. I just feel like that's so heavy to like dive yeah. in with that. Then I have asking for help, finding a healthy coping mechanism, how lonely young adulthood can be, peaks and troughs, and then therapy. I feel like tackling how lonely young adulthood could be is a really great starting point because I don't think it's covered enough in like general media especially for is anyone else confused which is all yeah about young adulthood yeah and I think like oftentimes there's this perception that you're going to get out of high school and it's going to be the best years of your life like mm-hmm. university is going to be the best years of your life and I don't necessarily think No, let me take that back. I think it can be, but if you're not into partying, which I never was, and you're not into, like... Sports? Yeah. It's it's just hard to, like, make those the best years of your life. I think people get really lucky with, like, the community that they're kind of surrounded with. Shalom. Can I call you back? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay. What did he say? I was just talking about something. You just made a joke. Okay, stop. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Sorry. Mental mental health. Hmm. What do you want to say about that? Um, I think for me, I'm still pretty like early into my young adulthood, I think in terms of like traditional sense, but I would say, I don't know, I don't want to be like, oh, I mature faster than other people, but I would say like I'm pretty mature for my age. So I think like having Cheyenne and then also like, watching Cheyenne and then also being mature for my age, I feel like I've experienced a lot of, like, young adulthood or more of young adulthood than other people my age, maybe. Mm. So I think that in that sense, it can be um, also isolating if you're a younger sibling. Like, Cheyenne and I are so close that I feel like everything she walks through, I walk through as well. And so I feel like I'm a couple years ahead in terms of experience compared to people my age who maybe don't have older siblings. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but, like... No, I don't think, I think there's, like, a big distinction there because you can have older siblings and not feel that way. Yeah. I think it's just because... Because we're so close. End of the situation, like, that brought us so close, right? Um, yeah. So I just think, like, in terms of that, um, I was kind of more prepared going into, like, my young adulthood in terms of what to expect, which I'm really always very thankful for, but I will say it's, like it like knocks the wind out of you because I think for me I didn't enjoy high school um at all it was not like my glory days it wasn't a fun time for me um so I kind of I think put this pressure on university to be like 
this great, like, life-changing time, which mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that have happened that have been life-changing. I've met a lot of people who will be in my life forever, and I just know that, and I've never felt that before, and that's such a cool experience to know that, like, you've met, like, lifelong friends, but now when I talk to people who are maybe younger than me, I'm always very realistic about young adulthood and about university and post-secondary in the sense of, you know, it's not what you think it is. It's isolating. It's isolating. That's what I was just going to say. I wanted It's to so isolating because your whole life, you do everything with everyone, which I think we spoke about this in our post-secondary episode. Mm -hmm. Go back and watch that because we're so proud of that episode. That's like, yeah, our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> which, you cheeky grams, there's like 105 views on our last episode yeah. and 22 subscribers, which is crazy because when we yeah. posted it, we only had 15. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think... I'm very open about post-secondary and young adulthood being not what you thought it was going to be and being very isolating and your whole life you go through and you do everything together, you go to grade 6, you go to grade 7, grade 8, grade 9, grade 10, all the way through to grade 12 together and then suddenly everyone disperses and you're on your own and you're in your own program, taking your own courses, doing whatever you want to do um, and that can be hard um, and like Cheyenne said, we're not really big partiers. Um, I have ways that I want to go back to school once it's in person that I plan to create a community for myself but mm. I mean it took me until third year to learn to yeah, how to, to do that. that and to learn how to be like okay this is who I think I am at my core okay these are what I think my values are now I'm gonna go try and find that because you don't even know yourself in young adulthood it's so hard to know what you want and who you want around you mm -hmm. like I did not know myself well enough to surround myself with a group of friends until this year that were good for me and that fed my soul what it needs to be fed, if that makes sense. Like, mm. as isolating as it is, in a point of encouragement, you're going to know yourself better than you've ever known yourself coming out the other side of the depression of young adulthood. Here he comes, here he comes. Hi, Snoot! Come here, Snooties. Where the boys? Can I see mommy? You want to go see mommies? Okay, go see mom. Hi. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I think that's really a key thing that not enough people talk about. It can be, oh, look at the star of the show here. Look at this. He said young adulthood. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's like so important to recognize that those feelings of loneliness and isolation when you're going through them, like, you're not alone no. because so many people now that I'm out of that like university experience talking to other people that have gone through it they're like yeah like nobody prepared me for how lonely it could be and how I think there's just so much pressure especially from like academia and from like movies like everybody makes it so that when you get to university like it's yeah. all gonna be like everything you've ever dreamed of yeah and then you get there and you're like okay but I'm poor, like, I have to work, <laughs> Yeah. and I'm not in a sorority, like, those aren't really a thing here, and if they are, like, you don't really want to be a part of one. Personally, I Personally, never wanted to yeah. be a part of one, and it's just like, okay, but how do you, how do you make friends? Because I tried the talking to people in line and, like, the yeah. calf, or yeah. I tried to make friends in lecture, and, like, at Guelph, I feel like everybody went in with the perception of like I'm here with friends already yeah. or and then at U of T it was like nobody wanted to make friends because everybody was in like competition with yeah. each other so it's kind of like oh my gosh this is turning into a post-secondary episode I just think it's a good no, starting point yeah. because everybody like almost everybody goes to post-secondary yeah. so it's like your first hit at like mental health struggles um, especially for people who, like, live alone at that time, like... And for people who haven't struggled with their mental health before. Yeah. Because for me, like, I already knew what was coming for me because mm -hmm. I've struggled with my mental health pretty much as long as I can remember. <laughs> Watching his face. Yeah. Um, but I have friends who had never struggled with their mental health that took the biggest blow in first year. And it's so big, like, moving away from home for the first time or, like, Finances commuting and... and yeah. Like, how do you get a student loan, and what does it yeah. mean to pay that back? And, like, there's just yeah. so many, like, adult things 
flying at you that it can be like beyond overwhelming oh my so that i guess is kind of like the journey for us like mental health wise yeah in like a nutshell you can go watch the post-secondary episode if you want more like specific thoughts on that yeah um but i think (laughs) you did that (laughs) what did he just draw my camera bag um he's like that was shocking um but i guess i would kind of like to chat a little bit about cultivating a better mental health Mm -hmm. um and how important self-care can be and not just in like the put a face mask on and like have a bath kind of way like i think that's kind of where we want to get into these books is like doing the work on your mind and like and on the point of that on the point of self-care i think it's so toxic that when you talk about your mental health Everyone's like, put a face mask on, go run a bath. If you have experienced a deep depression, some days brushing your teeth takes mm. the life out of you. Like, I I understand when you're, like, on the maybe the, the surface level of feeling depressed. Like, yeah, putting a face mask on helps. But, like, when you're really in it, like, for some people, they can't even get out of bed. But I don't think that's fair... Like, a lot of people haven't been majorly depressed. So, to them, like, yeah, putting on a face mask is, Yeah, and like, I'm not discounting, like, go put on your face mask because that's going to help. But also, don't shame people when they're like, okay, I put the face mask on. Like, or, like, I can't put the face mask on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think that's, like, a big issue. Is that, like, we sort of romanticize mental health on the internet in the sense of, yeah, like... Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm so anxious and depressed I'm gonna light a candle and like have a glass of wine when like really like that doesn't always help you know like maybe you're not anxious and depressed maybe you're stressed and you had a bad day you know what I mean yeah but we also can't sit here and discount other people's like no I'm just saying like if you have been in the depths of a depression or an anxious time in your life don't feel less than because you put a face mask on and it didn't help or you can't mm-hmm. get yourself to put a face mask on. yeah okay you know yeah that makes sense Snoot, come here. And, like, all he does is cry. Um, I'm gonna discount Snoot. <laughs> if you want Whoa. a dog, Whoa. DM us. Whoa! <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think a big part of, for me, a big part of my mental health journey was working on things that I put off. Like, I think I had a lot of, like, unresolved, my, (laughs) I think I'm very good at, like, putting things in a box and tucking Mm -hmm. them away, Mm -hmm. and putting more things in that box and tucking it Mm -hmm. away, and putting more, and it just kind of, like. Cheyenne is a series of boxes. Yeah, and I think that's, like, a coping mechanism, that's, like, a survival mechanism that my body's, like, um, created or, like, leaned into or whatever, just from, like everything that happened in my, in my youth. Um, so I think learning to work through those things rather than just keeping them like at the back of my mind was really helpful. And I think it helped me grow a lot and also, um, accepting failure. I feel like there's so much pressure, especially on young people who thrive in like academia or thrive in any like particular area when you're no longer in that area like you move on in life you get like a big girl job or a big boy job and like that's not your means of like measuring your self-worth anymore that can be really hard too so I think finding like a new way to value yourself is important you know And I think I did that with, like, dropping out of U of T. Like, it took me a while to get there, but I did work through it eventually. And that's really important is, like, recognizing any failure that you've had. (laughs) Dog is so loud. Um, And working through because everything happens for a reason, I think. And even if you can't see that reason, like, coming to peace with it. Mm -hmm. Peace is, like, a big 
I feel like peace and mental health are really linked, don't you? Mm-hmm. Also, just like radical acceptance. I see a therapist once a week, and she has taught me radical acceptance, which is just like, yeah, this sucks, and um, I hate it, and I don't want to be in this situation, but there's nothing I can do to change it. It's out of my grasp. I've done everything I can do, and now I just have to accept that, like, this is where I mm-hmm. am. Which can be hard for a lot of people. Like, I don't so think hard. we... Yeah, like, so I, I think I've sat on a lot of things that I didn't need to harbor because I didn't know of that, mm-hmm. like, radical acceptance. Like, It's so hard. I'll put... I will upload the sheet that she sent me on radical acceptance to our Instagram, and I'll remember because I always watch the episodes back. Um... I'll upload it onto our Instagram. Um, it's really helpful. Um, because, yeah, I think radical acceptance is the first step to peace and coming to peace with things. Um, so, yeah, I'll upload on the Instagram. That, yeah. That little worksheet. If you send it to me, I can put it in the video. Even. Yeah, because it's really helpful. Mm-hmm. And those are, like, I think really important things of, like, healing yourself from the inside out. Because I think if you neglect your mental health for so long, it can even go so far as to affect your physical health. Yeah. And, like, you can't have one without the other, you know what I mean? You can't have a bad mental health but a great body because eventually, like, your mental health is going to start deteriorating your body, you know what I mean? So, I think it's really important to practice both. Yeah. And find mindfulness kind of through trial and error like for some people it's just going for a walk and that's enough but for other people it's like trying walking then trying journaling then trying I don't know dancing that you know like mindfulness was a journey mm -hmm. for me and just because you found what works now doesn't mean it's going to work forever yeah exactly but like yeah finding that thing that works for you Mm -hmm. that is exhausting Mm -hmm. that's hard that is so hard yeah and so, like, discouraging when yeah. you're in it. Like, yeah. you're like, wow, I'm never going to get better. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I yawned. <laughs> um, what else do you want to talk about? Do you want to go through our bookie books? Yeah. Okay. So, we pulled a small selection of books that we found very helpful yeah. um, to our mental health journeys and to healing. I think I especially have like a lot of healing to do and that I've done and I feel like a great way to kind of sit and reflect is like with a book, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes like your whole family can say one thing but it doesn't click until you read it on the page, you know? So do you want to go first? I feel like I've been talking a lot. Um, I didn't bring it because it is stacked away in my books. But one book that's really great if you have a lot of family trauma or intergenerational trauma in your family is It Didn't Start With You. Maybe we can put, like, a screenshot of the cover up Mm -hmm. here or something. I don't know. Um, that's a great book. I don't really have much to say on it. It's quite academic, so if that's not really your speed, I Mm -hmm. totally get it. It's really an exhausting read, to be honest with you. But really validating if, um you come from a family with a traumatic background or a lot of trauma um, intergenerationally, so. And yeah, I was just gonna say, like, it's not just about, like, your childhood. No. It's about unpacking, like, the childhood of, like, yeah. your parents and your grandparents and, like, yeah. your aunts and uncles and how all of that, like, plays on your psyche. Yeah. But yeah, so I just wanted to mention that one mm-hmm. before That's I forgot really because yeah. I couldn't, it's, like, stacked away in all my books, but that was a really good one for me. Um, very validating. But anyways, so the first one I have is, how are we going to go about this? Because we don't want to get demonetized. The Subtle oh, Art of Not Giving an F. Sure. <laughs> the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck um, by Mark Manson. It is a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. I don't know if you can tell, but she's a little beat up. I read her, I think in grade 11, and then again in grade 12, um, and then some point in my uni life, I've read it again. It is the first book I ever went through and, like, highlighted, so it's all highlighted in here. Um, this was a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This was, like, the first, like, mental health book I ever read. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything in it was pure gold because I'd never had somebody talk yeah. about their mental health like that. Um, and it's funny because me and my friend Victoria had bought this book for each other for Christmas. 
-hmm. I think, or for our birthdays one year. And I kind of went through it first and I was like mind blown because it was mm -hmm. also the first book that I ever read mm -hmm. um, on like self-help or self-development, whatever. So I found it really valuable and I think there's even a quote from it on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. There is. And then I was like telling everybody, like I think I got you to read it, I got mom to mm -hmm. read it, like anybody that would listen, people at work, like I was like you need to read this book. And I'm so happy that it helped you as mm -hmm. much and I feel like I must have lent somebody my copy because I don't have mine. I have bought so many people this book. But yeah, it's a yeah. book that I definitely want back and I want to reread because yeah. it's so it's valuable so and I think it applies to any stage of life. Dewey, come here. Stop crying. And um, let me check if it's on book outlet. If, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, coming from, so I, like I said, I do therapy um, once a week, which I just started this year well 2021 but so many things that my therapist tells me are in this book and like therapy is not accessible um that is just a fact of life unfortunately it is not accessible at all so if you are looking for a therapy type book this is the book for you this book is yeah an absolute game changer she's beaten up because there's so much goodness in this book um yeah if you don't like swearing it's probably not the book for you I, yeah, I mean, it's not terrible. It's not awful. But, Snoop, come here. Um, yeah, it is so good. I have, like, four different highlighter colors in here. Like, yeah, this is really good. So, book recommendation number one is this one right here. So good. Do you want to do yours? I only no, have... go ahead. Okay. Um, and then... Um, we talked about mindfulness and finding what works for you. Um, so starting at about first year university, um, is when I really, maybe grade 12, I got into like crystals and like trying all of that and like astrology and stuff. Did not work. I, it didn't work for me, um, at all. And then, um, first year university, the house we found for second year was near church and I was like you know what, I'm just going to give it a go, because I was, um, you were talking about so anyways, the church. <laughs> the church by my, um, supposed house for second year. Um, obviously second year didn't happen, we didn't move into that house, but I was really interested in, um, faith. Mm -hmm. We'll do a whole episode on that, I think, mm -hmm. maybe, um, eventually. I think that's needed. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, once COVID started, I, um, sort of developed my own set of beliefs, um, and anyways, so from delving into that, that was sort of one thing that really worked for me was, um, in terms of mindfulness was prayer and just, um, uh, faith, faith, well, yeah, um, so <laughs> I delved, delved, dived, no. I dove, dove, I dove, into um, self-help books with a little bit more of a faith-based um, itinerary approach. or approach. Um, and in that, I found Mr. Bob Goth, who is probably my favorite author of all time. He is so good. Mr. Bob Goth, if you ever see this, please hire me. <laughs> I want to work for you. I love you. I love what you do. Anyways, he is, um, he does Christian ministry and, um, his books are really great. If, even if you're not, if you don't consider yourself Christian, um, they're not like super preachy, but, um, so love does is something that like absolutely changed my life and just like spoke, um, about treating yourself better, about treating the people around you better, and about how to live a life where um, you spread happiness and you are happiness and you embody love. Um, yeah. So that's a really great book for you if you need a little pick-me-up. It's a little bit, it's happier than um, I think like the subtle art is a little bit, it's so helpful but it kind of just like makes you feel like validated in your negativity where I think this sort of like picks you up, turns you around, makes you a little bit happier. So, Love Does by Bob Goff. Love him. Um, do you want me to just finish them off? 
Yeah. Um, my last last book is also by Bob Galkey. Um, and it's called Everybody Always. Um, something that I really struggled with was resentment in my mental health. I have a lot of people in my life who um, have wronged me or I feel have wronged me and that really took a toll on my mental health um, in the sense of bitterness and um, just like anger and distaste and I was really struggling with that so um, everybody always actually talks about um, how to love um, even the hard people in your life and how to forgive even the hard things to forgive in life um, which is really helpful for me I it was validating in the sense of yes those people are difficult and they have wronged you um, but you know, you're still going to forgive them, you're still going to love them, even if you love them from a distance. So if you're like me, and you struggle with resentment or bitterness or um, hurt from people in the past that you just can't really get rid of and you sort of hold on to, this might be the book for you. Um, it's a really good one. And then the last one I brought is just my little journal, because I, I love journaling. Journaling is my big thing. I never journaled before. Um, I had like diaries like when you're little and like you have a diary, but like serious journaling dedicated journaling I have never done So when I turned 20, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to document my 20s I want to like write how I'm feeling. I want to write what I'm going through So this is the first journal of my 20s. I think it starts on like May 13th May 21st, so this is the first journal of my 20s and I've done it every day since or like every other day since May 21st um and I just find that so helpful, whether you like write a letter to someone or you just write what happened in your day or you write how you're feeling. Um, just acknowledging those things is a game changer for, for my mental health and for I think a lot of people's mental health. Once you learn to acknowledge what you're feeling, you can learn how to not sit in it and not let it overtake you. Because I think a lot of the times that was my problem, I would sit in it and I'd spiral and it was just not good um, at all. So journaling sort of helps me be like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is what's going on. Let's move on. Let's close the book, put the book down. We're done. It's over. You're good. Um, so if you haven't yet tried it, I would give journaling a shot. Um, I know it's like one of the most popular things people say for their mental health, but um, yeah, completely changed my life. Totally re recommend a little a journal book. Thank you. Where's it from? Chapters? $10 a chapters. Hmm. It's a good notebook. Yeah, good size, good mm -hmm. binding. Mm -hmm. Hard cover, not mm -hmm. going to get all like loosey-goosey. No, it's the what I'm looking for. Yeah, they have lots of colors. Um, okay, so for me, I have this little stack. It's not um, exhaustive, it's just what I could find on my bookshelves right now. So really quick... This one I'm reading currently, it's one of those heavy mm -hmm. books that you can't, I can't spend too long reading it, so right now I'm doing like 10 to 15 pages a day, I'm about halfway through because a lot of it's just like notes and research papers and stuff. Um, it's a little bit more academic. I had originally bought a copy for one of my really close friends for Christmas, and then I was like, wow, that sounds so valid for almost anybody so I also picked myself up a copy and it has been it's been heavy but I think there is so much valuable information in here and it's by an actual psychiatrist and he's like top of his field um you can't even see oh there's his head um and it's just like been such a game changer for me so this is the body keeps the score brain mind and body in the healing of trauma and this kind of covers almost any kind of trauma like it covers PTSD it covers sexual assault it covers um child abuse it covers domestic abuse like it just kind of goes over anything that you could like any traumatic experience that affects like the mind brain and body mm -hmm. um it kind of tackles and it's a little bit more academic than I think some people would enjoy so definitely if you're gonna pick it up or you're thinking of picking it up like read through it a bit flip through it when you're in chapters but I think it's really helpful and I think like you should get a copy um, 
again it's one of those books that like I've just been highlighting like full pages um the next one is trick mirror reflections on self-delusion by Gia Tolentino this is a fantastic book I think especially for young women I would say another one that I think you should read um it's basically just like a collection of essays by Gia on I think there's like seven or eight of them on like what it means to be young and like in the age of like the millennial so like the first essay is the eye and internet reality tv and me always be optimizing pure heroines ecstasy the story of a generation in seven scams that one was really good um we come from old virginia the cult of the difficult woman and i the dread so i really liked always be optimizing and um the story of a generation in seven scams definitely definitely worth the read even if it gets a little bit um academic essay at times this one's like one in the same the divining the defining decade why your 20s matter and how to make the most of them and then I have the updated version so but another book that I highlighted completely um because I think and I mean the whole reason we started this podcast like young adulthood and t being in your 20s is super scary and overwhelming mm -hmm. and can feel really lonely especially if you don't have somebody you're super close to mm -hmm. like we're lucky enough to have so I think this is a really great book not only on validating your feelings from like a professional um perspective but also realizing that like you do need to make a plan you know yeah I think a lot of people who are too scared to think about the future or just like oh your 20s can be a write-off but like they actually are a really like pivotal mm -hmm. decade in your life and like this book kind of tries to help you set intentions or at least consider setting intentions mm -hmm. that are going to set you up for a long and successful life yes. water break um one book i haven't read yet but is in my to be read pile is it didn't happen to you and that's a book between oprah and some doctor um but i've heard really good things about that so maybe add it to your tbr this one is called women don't know you pretty by florence given um i wouldn't say it's like groundbreaking yeah like <laughs> but i think it's like really fun yeah and i think especially for people who were raised in like a conservative home not that we were but i think like if you're going through that like departure from like yeah. the ultra conservative life to again we weren't but i'm i know like some people like that's so scary to yeah. like approach the real world so i think this is really helpful um and it's just a really cool book to like have on your shelf and like a great i don't know it's got some really cool graphics whatever <laughs> graphics haul and then this one i also haven't read yet um but how to win friends and influence people this is like a classic classic book this is the 80th anniversary edition um but I brought this not because I've read it yet, but because I think ultimately having a good group around you, like a good group of friends, not that has to be like 50 people, yeah. but like just surrounding yourself with good people, whether that's one person or five or 10 is so important to your mental health. Yeah. Wouldn't you say like, yeah. I think you really need to have a good group around you um because you're not like we can't be islands you know like yeah. we have to like develop but to be pangea <laughs> don't be an island be, be a pangea just <laughs> just one giant island <laughs> don't be a bunch of little islands be one big island pangea 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 but yeah i just think it's really important to foster friendships cultivate friendships and if you have social anxiety which i have and was like 
beyond not able to cope with prior to my antidepressants um, and anti-anxiety meds. What can't they do? <laughs> um, let you sleep. <laughs> I, I sleep fine now. I don't. Um, maybe you need to take them in the morning. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, um, if you don't know how to make friends in adulthood, I think it's something to actively work on mm -hmm. because ultimately I think you're going to find success in your mental health and just like in life when you can rely on others. Chum. Champ. Alicia, Sport. if you're watching. Yeah, Alicia's going to come on our podcast soon. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is our mental health book recommendation. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add? I feel like that's a good spot to like leave it. Yeah. I mean we like we wanna... said we want it to be episodes and episodes of like Yeah, this. we don't want to go on forever. Yeah. And lose you guys. Um So do you want to get into the tea, into the hot goss on yeah. the the dating dating segment? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ting. <laughs> Cheyenne, take it away. <laughs> Cheyenne has had <laughs> an experience of a lifetime. I think I've had a pretty normal, like, dating app experience. I'd say I had better than normal. Uh, yeah, I would say you had, like, a phenomenal yeah. dating app experience. We've had them for... Well, I guess we've had them for two weeks, but I feel like the most happened in the first week. Yeah. So, will I queue mm -hmm. up some photos? Do you want to um, talk about your experiences? I've had pretty normal experiences. I, um, I've just, like, talked to a couple people, um, met somebody I'm, like, interested in, um... I'm not going to open the can of worms on that one yet because we don't know where it's going to go. But, um, not me blushing on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I met someone I'm uh, interested in and um, hopefully we're going to meet up soon. I don't know. Well, you are. You're going to meet up next, next Saturday. Um, yeah. So I had like a pretty good experience. <laughs> pretty quick into it, I found someone who I'm vibing with. Um, and who's really polite and kind, um, which I feel really bad, but, yeah, so that's, like, been my dating experience. I think I've had a pretty decent one. Um, dummy? Um, one of my prank, my pranks, one of my prompts is green flags I look for, and I said having a Goodreads account because I need somebody that can read a book, and somebody just said, how about Audible? Which I guess is fine. Because, like, yeah, it's not like the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh. But, like, do you... Can you read? <laughs> or do you just listen? Peace and blessings, love. Um, okay. A lot happened in the first week that I wish I still had because I can't even remember some of them. Yeah, like, the fart guy, I didn't screenshot that um fuck me so <laughs> okay so like a context just so you guys understand my my prompts um how do you find out like what your profile is oh, okay so one of my prompts was say <laughs> hi in as many languages as you know and I just wrote hi um my most controversial opinion, Alana told me to make that, choose that one, and we said, I think I could have survived the Titanic. Just oh my gosh. like, it's a god <laughs> complex. Like, yeah, I simply swim. Like, today. Like, that's <laughs> my logic. Today, like, today I said I could be a firefighter. <laughs> so we're in the car today, <laughs> eating blizzards, and Alana sees, like, like, what is Smoke? it? Steam? Steam from like a building up ahead? Because it's so cold, so they have like their heat pumping. So I'm like, oh my gosh, 
when it's cold out, I always think there's fires everywhere because like there's so much steam billowing. So like first red flag, steam equals fire. Um, and then we're eating the blizzards, driving home, and Alana's like, I think I could be a firefighter. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, no, I don't think so. And she was like, so aghast, like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, anyway, so that's my example of God complex. Yeah, and I still think I could be a and she thinks she can put on a full fireman suit? No! Um... <laughs> oh, so bad. Okay, anyways. But yeah, so similar yeah. to my Titanic, like, simply swim. Just Alana's, swim. like, simply put out the fires. <laughs> Water. Um, so... <laughs> Jesus. Um, and my last prompt on Hinge was green flags I look for having a Goodreads account. So... Oh, and the pictures I chose. It was like a selfie, a picture of me and Alana, and the prompt was, as seen on my mom's fridge. Um, the worst photo of Bondi. <laughs> like, I don't know if you can see you that. It's not going to autofocus, but like, oh, yeah, I manual focused it. He has his elbows it's like, out. Yeah, and it's a fresh haircut, and he looks like he's sitting like this. Like, it's hilarious. Yes. This is the worst photo. <laughs> Um, and that prompt was, are you a dog person because? And I thought that was hilarious because, like, he looks so ugly. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like, people are going to genuinely think, I think this is a great, like, world's cutest dog. And then I have another photo of me and him when he's cute. And then, like, oh, I chose my life peaked when, and I shared that Tom Cruise follows me on Twitter. And then I don't have a prompt on the last photo. But, like, I felt like there was stuff to work with there. Like, if you're equally yeah. as dry, like, you're gonna... We'll yeah. get along, right? Nobody. <laughs> pretty much nobody was equally as dry. Nobody um, was even... Nobody was even... No, like, one guy was. One he's, guy, yeah. He's really nice. And he's, like, an exception, but... To what we're Cheyenne's got a day. To what we're talking about. So the first photo that I have screenshot, um, somebody swiped up on the Bondi photo or whatever, commented, however dating sites work, and they're like, why does it look like it has a full-time job? <laughs> it. it. Oh. That's my child. Like, Bondi's my son. Why does it look like it has a full-time job? <laughs> so that was the first one. Um, another one I screenshot was when I said hi, this guy said, Chow, there, now you know too. Can I try and make some assumptions about you based on your profile? Big no. I would for loved, Joey. I would have loved to know. Of course it was Joey and he said chow. Well, <laughs> then Joe. I thought that was Joey. <laughs> this is Joey. Sorry, guys. I'm not sharing the photos. This is Joe. Um, again, to the high prompt. Everybody was talking about the high prompt. That was my most boring prompt. Um, he said, hello, hedge, salute. Which other languages <laughs> do you speak? You've got a very lovely smile. Well, Joe, obviously I only fucking speak one. Like, I just wrote hi. Oh, you thought you misunderstood the problem. <laughs> A lot of people, like Tanner here, um, were offended by the Titanic comment. Mm -hmm. um, I got a lot of, well, you're a woman, of course you would be saved. Okay, Meninist. Um, Stop, Meninist is such a throwback. That Twitter account, like, but oh, that's what they all are yeah. like. Um, so this person said, okay, I'm intrigued. What's your escape plan? And it can't be relying on the save the women and children rule. It's not. I would just simply swim. Like, that's my god complex. <laughs> Gregory. <laughs> Gregory. <laughs> he put a full multiple choice quiz mm -hmm. um in his prompt which of these desserts would you like the most a cake b cheesecake c ice cream d chocolate covered strawberries or e cookies okay greg 
That takes effort, too. Like, he has to copy yeah. and paste that from his notes. He must. Um, this guy <laughs> was for both, matched with both Alana and I. Um, did you want to read that one? <laughs> so, he, he said, Mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. It's too much. And here I am, it's like, I met someone. Oh, <laughs> justice. Um, oh, we're not even going to talk about Russell. No, we are going to talk about Russell. Once again, on the Titanic comment, comes 50-year-old Russell. He's literally 50. Um, I think I could have survived the Titanic. That was the prompt. And he said, Cheyenne, why? No good at going down? Somebody come get your dad. He's on hinge. <laughs> Sexually harassing my sister. Fuck, I am half your age. Leave me alone. Who? Oh. <laughs> um, the Titanic comment again. Somebody said, me too. I can communicate with dolphins. Okay, Hardick. Okay. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, this is like the kind of hair that I, yeah, I don't know. Nice. I have like a bunch of like hair things saved. Oh, that's when I was sending. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brutal. A guy that looks like a genuine serial killer replied to one of my comments. That's nice. That's nice. You can't say that. You don't think he looks like a serial killer? Yeah, he does, but you can't be like, oh, just because he looks like a serial killer. Okay. Um, nice. A lovely gentleman <laughs> replied, beautiful smile, Cheyenne. I'd like to take you out to dinner. Um, I didn't want to go for dinner. This one was just funny. That was funny, yeah, but yeah. Um, Aww. I just realized who that is. Yeah. Oh, there's a picture of Alana and I. And one guy swiped up and guessed the exact cafe we were at. Oh, that's that was so creepy. creepy. Yeah, and his picture is very ominous, so that was really creepy. Oh, I didn't even know that one. That's yeah. so scary. Um, another guy swiped up and said, Cheyenne, je suis... On Amor Deja. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I love your something. Okay. Um, damn, you're gorgeous. May God keep I sending am... you trash men until you pick me. Amen. I am in love. I am. What does that mean? Yeah, what's a Deja? I'm scared. Why did they put the thing down here? My French is just deteriorated. Yeah. I'm in love already. Oh. Yeah, I'm in love already. Well, I wasn't. Um. <laughs> to my good reads comment, somebody said, you seem intelligent and fun, so tell me this, if you're stuck for an hour in an elevator with someone famous, who would it be? Who would it be? <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> I don't know. Tom Cruise, you could talk about who you follow on Twitter, <laughs> how he follows me on Twitter. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Snoot. One guy said, when your mom says she wants what's best for you, she's talking about me. That was kind of smooth. <laughs> one guy the picture says it all um <laughs> but i obviously didn't put my relocation because i don't want to get kidnapped so <laughs> he swiped up and he's like go spring valley where is that <laughs> spring valley where is that <laughs> oh christ Oh, this guy is just funny. Oh, me. <laughs> um. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, to the Bondi photo, somebody said, did you sneak, did you try to sneak home at 2 a.m. smelling like pot? No. I'm in bed by 9. <laughs> like, 
Robert shot his shot. Aw, he's sweet. It's just the picture threw me off. <laughs> it's snoot. Oh, dummy. Um, must say, you're honestly one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen on here. Mm. Oh my gosh, I got him too! <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I sent you that this morning. And the rest are just pictures that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show. Yeah. Um. Oh, Cheyenne's had a tough it? time on his. I have had, like, I'm talking to one guy. He's really, really nice. Mm -hmm. Really cool. That's about as much information as you're gonna get from me. Both of us being like, yeah, a little bit of something. But Alana's really, like, gone zero to 60. Like, her and this guy are phoning each other all the time. They're literally texting all the time. But T, he's older than I am. So... Like a couple months. He's 25, she's 20. Which is fine. Yeah, he's just having a little bit of an existential crisis about it. That's fine. He's, yeah, I don't think, I don't know what he, I don't know what his thoughts are about that. He's really sweet, though. He's really sweet. He's really, really nice. If you're watching, <laughs> very, hey! very, very grateful I had this experience with you and not Cheyenne's experience on Hinge. Yeah, there's so many more stories that I want to tell you guys, but I just can't think of them. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but dating apps are... Question. Yeah. I just want somebody who's gonna love my snoot! Oh, the pudding. The fact he just stays. Oh, it's yeah! Escaped! He escaped! Get out of there! Get out of there! Yeah. He's stressing him out! He needs to get out of there! Um. So, I mean, can we call this a mental health episode? I guess, kind of. A little bit. Hashtag book review. <laughs> Bad for my mental health? Having to text. I hate texting. Which I am the opposite. I love a good text. I love a good phone call, but I love a good text. And I can't be bothered. Like, I am busy. <laughs> no, that sounds so mean. Yeah. But, like, I'm just not a texter. Like, I've got a lot going on. I started um, working out again because I can finally breathe enough to work out. Yeah. Um... So it's just been really busy. So I think that's one of my flaws is not being a great texter. Yeah. Oh, I've just got like a sharp pain. Mm. That's weird. I think I could be a firefighter. No, because mm. I still think I could be a firefighter, but I don't know what you have to do. I should ask. Fight fires. I bet you I could do it. Like, there's no, I've seen people, like, not physically fit be firefighters. Dummy, you can't even get up the stairs without taking a break. Okay, Imagine well, with equipment. Okay, well, I'll only fight fires in, that, in bungalows. <laughs> like, oh, that one's in an apartment building? No. no. Just let them burn. Let it burn, baby. Like, hope everyone gets out. No, like, somebody else can go. I'll just go when there's, like, a bungalow. Yeah, they're going to give the new kid <laughs> just the bungalow duties. I think I could do it. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it for the week. From your Titanic survivor and your firefighter, we bid you yeah, adieu. Yeah, so many people mad about the Titanic. What is up with that? Um, if the Titanic was on fire, I'd put it out for you. <laughs> oh, simply put it out. Water. It, you're surrounded by water. <laughs> Speaking of mental health, we should talk about that light therapy mask. Oh, the best. Um, clearly we're all tired. We're all leaning on each <laughs> other right now. Yeah, I think we're gonna take a nap. Well, it's dinner time, so uh, probably just go to bed. <laughs> dinner time for other people is bedtime for us. But we hope you took something from this episode of absolute chaos. Um, it was pretty chaotic. Enjoy the books. But the children love the, the books. The children love the books. Name that movie. Oh, but the children. I have to read ten pages of this before I get back to my more light-hearted book. Um, 
And I think that's all, right? That's it, that's all. So, in case no one's... Oh, no. I love ya. I love ya. And in case, case no, no one's, one's told ya, we love ya. Bye, guys. Au revoir. If your house catches you. fire. <laughs> Don't call Lana. Call the fire department. That's nothing to joke about. 911! <laughs> <laughs>